Do the hippie hippie shake, but keep your hands to yourself. Mauro Magellan from the late 80s era of the Georgia Satellites is with us today on the Music Universe podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. I drive you crazy, don't I? Uh, very much so, yes. Very much so. I was literally, give me the, uh, give me the thing, because I realized Georgia Satellites had a live album coming out at the uh -huh. last possible second, but we got this organized. We're a week late. You heard our Vegas, our long Vegas rap. Now we're going to talk about Lightning in a Bottle, the Georgia Satellites live album that came out exactly a week ago on March 11th. Really, really cool mix of covers and originals. Uh, of course, known for Keep Your Hands to Yourself, Hippie Hippie Shake. And you were like, why the heck are you being so... Yeah, about uh, this well, one. Ho hold on. We're, we're going to back it up for a second. So it's kind of funny that you, I was practicing with my new drum kit. Yes, you were. And um, somebody got a little impatient and was blowing up my yes, phone I to did. the point that I was going to explode because I didn't want to be bothered at eight o'clock <laughs> Pacific time, PM, 11 PM your time when I'm trying to drum and you were blowing up my phone and I don't know. We well, the reason why minutes. was because, Hey, can I have this contact info? Drums. I'm like, what, what, the, what does well, that mean? Most okay. idiots would understand. That means I'm drumming. Leave me the hell alone. But in your case, it just infuriated you. Then you infuriated uh, me. I think we just spent too much time together over the last month. And uh, just, it's funny. You were talking about one-handed drumming. So I'm like trying to picture you <laughs> one-handed drumming. Well, getting the email, but you're like, no, I got to go to the kids. So anyway, it all worked out because we have a drummer today. Yes. And yes. I was a few minutes late hopping on here. So you got to have a drum conversation with a drummer. So, oh, yeah. So yeah. It all worked gonna, out for you. Well, it did. But, you know, just the impatientness on your part was not persistent. It was just annoying, <laughs> obnoxious, irritating. I could go on. Should I or shall we move on? Well, I threatened to have your family come knock on your door and be like, get him this email. Why are you but why are you ignoring him? I had told them, don't bother me when I'm drumming unless it's an emergency. <laughs> well, somebody go knock on his door. I was ready to send it. <laughs> And then you're like, well, I'm done was, drumming. Well, yeah. what it was is it was so late that, like I said, I wanted to get this out to try to do this as we're recording this yesterday, the 10th, to put it mm -hmm. up on today, the 11th. But again, the day that you're seeing this, the first day you're seeing this is a week later. Uh, so it all worked out. A really cool album. I can't wait to take a listen to it. The reason I got so excited is this is going Way, 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 way. We're talking over 20 years for me, and I'm only 27. Way back for me, because Georgia Satellites did a version of the English hit, Hippie Hippie Shake. And because I am, as you coined me and we talked about in our Vegas podcast, I am naturally injured. I One of the things that was thought to be good for my coordination was I was to take a dance class. It was a very interesting time. Little five, six-year-old me taking a dance class. The end of the class, we had a recital at some school auditorium. And one of the numbers was Hippie Hippie Shake. And I had a little bit of a solo, just a tiny little bit of a solo as the only guy in my troupe. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, and I had the, I think it was like a red sequin vest, a red shirt. I remember seeing, I, I don't remember this as a kid. I remember seeing pictures and video of this, but I'm literally doing like one of these for hippie, hippie chic as a cute little kid. And so I was like, oh my God, we have to do this. So, so that's why I got so excited. And of course, it's great to have, you know, I, we didn't talk about this too much in the interview, but what I really think is an underappreciated band. Uh, release a live yeah. album. Um, it, it's their first official one throughout their whole career, and mm-hmm. it stems from a Cleveland performance in 1988. So mm-hmm. this dates back, you know, pretty far there, and a lot of great, like you said, mix of originals and covers. And we discussed that to some degree with uh, Morrow as well. You know, I know he wasn't the original drummer, but I would argue that he was a drummer, the drummer during the height of their popularity. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. You asked about the Garth uh, effect on Keep Your Hands to Yourself and what that might have done. But uh, um, I think during the height of their touring careers when Marl was was the drummer. So it, it was yeah. really cool to hear his stories. We'll stop blathering on. The album's called Lightning in a Bottle. And uh, here's Marl talking about it. What a great interview we have for you today. Morrow Magellan uh, with Georgia Satellites, the new live album, Lightning in a Bottle. How are you, sir? I am well, thank you. Well, thank you for being here. The new album is out as we speak. So excited. I haven't had to listen to it yet because I woke up uh, and the album came out and then uh, I had 20 minutes to jump on here and we're doing this. I'm looking <laughs> at this set list on this on this. Uh, album oh, it's nice. just amazing i what? haven't opened it yet really no yeah. i actually i did i have another one um <laughs> and the first thing there are some songs here like down and down that i completely mm. forgot about right that's amazing yeah. why the question is why now georgia satellites has had such an amazing career why 2022 to release your first live album that puzzled me as well, but I'm, you know, you don't, that's a good idea. We needed this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, why now? I don't know. Was it something that uh, you guys forgot about and then just rediscovered recently? I, I think it was Steve Popovich who it decided he wanted to do this with, with the Warner Brothers. I think that's what I'm assuming because, um, this started last year and I had to do the drawing for the album. I had to draw the, um, the ticket type picture because uh, nobody had a high res version of it. So they mm. forced me to draw it. Mm. And um, I think it was him. It was Steve Popovich that I was in touch with the whole time uh, and going through the set list. And he sent me clips to see if it was okay. and. Yeah, it's the satellites. I mean, what else? You know, it's it's loud, it's driving, it's immature, it's great. <laughs> I <laughs> love knuckles. That. You know, yeah. Love it. What it's years? Good. What years are the shows from? Do you know? I believe it was eighty-seven. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, may be born then. I don't know. <laughs> P- Peabody's in Cleveland in eighty-eight. Oh, eighty-eight. Okay. Yeah, eighty-eight. Yeah. So thirty-three. 33 years ago. Um, Good God. 
Yeah, and uh, it's actually CD digitally, and then uh, you know vinyl's been back for a while, but a two LP, 180 gram on black, and then limited edition Red Smoke that's coming out later this summer in July. I hope I get one. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I was going to ask, do you guys have any um, say in like the color variations of vinyl and how how this is presented? We have more variations on the photographs, and that was really an issue, as you can see. My face is not really showing in these pictures mm -hmm. because I couldn't give a rat's ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a drummer. Show the drum set. That's all they need to know. Right. <laughs> oh my Everybody, God. Everybody, well, well, I don't like this picture. I don't like that picture. One. Okay. But it's, you know, they're, they're the front guys. They're out there. I, I'm behind a bunch of cymbals and, and drums. So for me, it doesn't matter. And that's okay. That that's where yeah. you're comfortable. Yeah. Um, I don't either way. I'm comfortable. I, I'm right. just, you know, I'm, when it comes to these things, decisions with a bunch of guys, I make a real quick decision and just whatever. I don't care. If I did care, I would. I mean, there there has been some photographs which, uh, at least with with homemade sin anyway, that were like, oh my god, I look like a death warmed over. You know, no. <laughs> But that's on extreme cases. Uh, the satellite pictures were all okay by me. Yeah, I love it. What can you remember from this specific show, if anything? The, the, the band being on stage, the crowd roaring, all of that. Is that something that is- No, embedded honestly, no. I, I wasn't high or anything. I didn't do drugs or anything. Uh, it's just <laughs> during that era, we played all the time and yeah. they were all fun you know the fans were always there especially the smaller shows like the those mm -hmm. we look forward to because we could throw away the set list we could have more fun and if you notice rick price sang a lot more uh it was just a lot um we could do a lot more love it and and we cared less so we played like we always played, like we were in a bar. Is there a favorite song on that set list, or maybe it's a song you didn't get to do that much, that was a favorite for yours to drum? That is just where um, you get to go hog wild? You know, I think, I don't think every picture tells a story is on this one. And that mm -hmm. was one of my favorite songs to mm. play. The Rod Stewart song? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I love that version we did on the first album. Mm -hmm. You know, it's um, it, it's really good, and I don't think it's on here. Boy, this is a dark album. <laughs> you know, I haven't had a chance to listen to it either. But uh, you know, keep your hands to yourself is paired with "It's Only Rock and Roll." What, oh, uh, that was always fun, and we that? didn't do that all the time. Uh, sometimes it was another song, you know. But we went through an era where we did that. And that must have been that era. And then we stopped doing it. And that was an occasional thing. And there were other songs Dan would throw in. And uh, Dan, that was the Dan. Dan sometimes would throw in uh, a Ramon song. You know, or or a Rolling Stone song, uh, depending on the key and what it is. And that was, God, that was always fun, always a surprise. Yeah, because it closes with I Want to Be Sedated into Shake, oh, really? Rattle, and Roll. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's got those two paired together. I Want to Be Sedated and Shake, Rattle, and Roll. So uh, that sounds like it's just a fun set list. 
it's a blast and and it's different it's not always that one you know it's it's different every time um, how were those decisions made like where uh, uh, dan no there's no meeting nothing dan just pulled him out there dan just started it <laughs> that's awesome you know it's it's rare that you find a group or an artist that is as free with their concerts as you are you know you yeah, say grow the set list out yeah and, and there was a danger of crashing and burning and, and it, you know sometimes a song would crash and burn but we got out of it we were good at it rick richards would sometimes start a song that was like uh, we, we used to do a thunderclap newman song mm. that mm -hmm. um Rick Richard just started playing at Soundcheck when we were touring with Petty, and Petty fell in love with it, and a couple of others, uh, and uh, Petty took them and recorded them. <laughs> he asked Rick, hey, can I record that? And Rick goes, yeah, I ain't going to record it, because Rick and Dan kind of objected, but that's a great song. You should actually record it, and he did a great version of it. We used to do um, a 6-8 blues-style version of um, Sonny and Sonny Bono and Cher, mm -hmm. uh, I Got You, Babe, mm -hmm. that Rick oh, wow. Richards just threw out. And, and it had, oh, it's just great. And it, we did that rarely. But mm -hmm. every time we did it, it was great. We used to do, Dan would throw out sometimes Long Black Veil. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know? Did, did you ever start any songs and then they start freaking out because they couldn't tell what song it was? Yeah, because the beats were pretty much all the same. So I, right. I didn't really start a lot of songs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could start, keep your hands to yourself and they could probably figure it out. Yeah, yeah. But you know, um, I might have. I don't, I don't, no, I didn't. Uh, I might have. I might have started, let's say, um, the Don't Pass Me By. Just mm -hmm. started playing that but they could come in with anything and uh it, it was kind of an unorganized but very tight it, it felt rehearsed but it wasn't mm -hmm, yeah. you know we played bars before we started doing these concerts we were, we were playing six nights a week and um when we played out of atlanta we couldn't get arrested and wow. i have a i have an old live tape of us playing in athens and dan is doing keep your hands but before he does it he, we do the quiet part and he explains to them, I say, and you know, don't give me no lines and you guys say, keep your hands to yourself. Which as, of course, when, when the band, when the song got popular, you didn't have to do that, but it was funny to make him explain the song. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a song on here that I, uh, I have a history with as a small child. Uh, I'll go into later on, but you talk about Georgia Satellites being fun, being immature. And I, I don't think there's a song that encapsulates that more than Hippie Hippie Shake. I mean, you hear that title, you hear that lyric, you just, I know it's a funny word, but you just giggle. I mean, yeah. it is such a silly, silly song. What is the history with Hippie Hippie Shake? Well, it was an old hit a long time ago. Mm -hmm. It came out of Britain and Disney decided to put it in the cocktail. So they thought we would do a good job with it. And we went into the studio. It was my wife's birthday. We went, uh, it was in Atlanta and uh, Brendan O'Brien produced it. He got his first big producing job there. Mm -hmm. And um, we had a look at a teleprompter and we had a play, Hippie Hippie Shake, like the record. And the 
cool part about it is the drummer was rushing and dragging throughout the song and I had to follow him. And then we had to follow the ending. And the reason they had to get it re-recorded is to get that ending when, where uh, Tom Cruise slams the cup down on the bar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, it was really interesting. And that's why they did it. It was Disney's fault. <laughs> oh, but it became one of your most well-known songs. So. I know. Thank, and I say, thank goodness for Disney. <laughs> yeah, really. And, and I'm and taking I, my family to Disney World in September. And boy, any money they paid me, I'm paying them back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will. Oh. Now, how come you guys had to duplicate it exactly and follow the dragging and in Russia. Well, because it had to be in time with the bartenders. And oh, they yeah. filmed it already with the original version. Oh, I see. So we had to duplicate it. And that was okay. I mean, the, the, the Russian, Russian dragon kind of made sense. You know, certain, certain songs, yeah. you kind of want to elevate and then uh -huh. bring it back down. Sometimes you click track. And then back in the old days, they didn't do click track, as you know. Right. They actually had to do rehearsals and play any yeah. of the songs. I was just going to ask what, what the band was doing to celebrate the release of the album. Um, gosh, you know, I'm, I don't know. I spoke to Rick a little while ago, Rick Richards, a couple of days mm -hmm. ago. And I have to call Dan because he's got one of my drum sets that I left over there. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to go pick them up, but I have to drive to Nashville and go pick them up. Oh, but wow. I'm, the only reason I'm going to go, I'm gonna, I can ask Dan if he's doing anything. I'm, I'm just uh, happy it's done and I'm not much of a drinker, so uh, mm. I'm not going to. But I am going to, uh, I'm going to play this weekend at a bar in, in Belleville, Iowa. And it used to be a music store. And it's kind of a cool little place in a river town. It's right by the Mississippi River. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to announce it there. Maybe we can all have a drink there. I love there it. You go. There you go. Uh, will Georgia Satellites be touring this year? I doubt it. No, not with the original members. Right now, I believe Rick is the only original member. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. I know. Love to see you all reunite. Would love that to see that. That would be good. I'm, I'm friends with everybody, so it's not up to me. You know? Right. Yeah, right, 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 right. And then, well, you, like, you, like I said, I'm easy when it comes to getting along with people because yeah. life's too short. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and you were telling me before we got on here that you're doing some recording for some, uh, did you say children's books? Yeah, I do. I do a lot of children's books. I've been writing children's books and illustrating them since I was in the, you know, late, tw early 20s. Oh, wow. It's not a new thing for me. It's like every, it seems like everybody who's got a kid now is, oh, I'm writing a children's book. Oh, great. <laughs> All these famous people. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do children's books and I illustrate them and I, I do musicals and I'm working on a musical now. And, and those guys always help me. Dan always helps me with a guitar part or two. And uh, Warner Hodges always helps me. Uh, I've got other musicians I work with. Mm -hmm. They help me. I got some great jazz horn players that come into my studio, and it's all real instruments. I don't do any clip art music. Everything's played by a human. I have to clap for that because there's just so many that I, as a drummer myself, it drives me nuts that 
you have to program stuff. You have to play along with a click in order to make sure everything matches with each other. Like if I'm playing live, you know, I, I just want to have fun and having mm -hmm. fun to me is not having that thing in your ear, keeping you guys, keeping the whole band together. You know, I, it, it's gotta be loose in some aspects. I, I personally feel. And, you know, um, I like that too. Although we did do a click when we did the homemade set album, but they wouldn't let me do more than two or three takes. And yeah, it was uh, reading charts. <laughs> oh, geez. And, and, and if you listen to the last homemade set album, that's me and Dan, by the way, me, Dan, a Warner. Mm -hmm. You can see the white knuckle when they're drumming. <laughs> you can hear it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't sound like a whole oh, that's a really good studio drummer. Oh, no, it sounds like a 13 year old trying to play. <laughs> that's what they wanted. Uh, yeah. Warner, Warner would keep on would say, um, and Dan, you no, know, was it technically perfect, perfectly boring? <laughs> there you go. And you know, in the studio, I totally understand the click thing, but when you have to duplicate the studio live, is kind of what I was. Oh, no way, to. that's impossible. Yeah. That that exactly. is the worst. Yeah, I refuse yeah. that too. You know what else I refuse is the sneeze guard. Oh, yeah. oh, the, the plastic thing. I'm a snob um, towards that. Yeah. So many, yeah. so many places you see it and it's like, it, it's supposed to be loud and bombastic. You're on a I'm sorry. Stage. I won't play. I won't play with a sneeze guard. I'm not some kind of salad bar. You know, it's, <laughs> it's funny because we saw uh, Reba Brooks and Dunn in Las Vegas and their drummer had the most minimal minimalist kit, no sneeze guard, nothing, but just like, what was it? A snare, that. a tom, and a bass and a couple of cymbals. A floor and, tom too, yeah. Yeah, floor tom and like a couple of cymbals. And that was it. And I love it. the sounds that came out of that, yeah. I'm like, how in the hell is that yeah. guy doing all of that with just that? You and know? you can't, it's yeah. harder. You know, I played in this rock band that I had, and I, I had three, three toms on top here, three yeah. red. And I found how much easier it is to play with all those drums. You have so many choices. It really is easier. But mm -hmm. I didn't feel right for my style. So I just have the one up, one down. And um, a couple of games I just do with one crash, which is a lot harder because when you're at the floor time, you've got to come all the way back out. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it, to me, it just looks so cool to have that minimalist and pull it off beautifully. It's a challenge. And I love that. Wow. Yeah, I, I had a drum teacher once tell me that if I had it, if I owned the part, I would find a spot on the kit. I'm like, yeah, I'm about bigger and better. Now, it doesn't always translate, like you said, you know, you got to kind of adjust, but it's just fun to have a big kit back there and then just it's have your way with it. He just got it's an so electric kit and he already wants to add two more pieces to it. Four. <laughs> it, it can Why expand not? to four. It's a free exactly. country. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So this children's project, where can we find it? And is it out oh, it, or it, when will it come out? No, it's, I've got two, uh, uh, book one and book two out already. It's out on with Mick Brown and it's out on Amazon. Uh, the publisher has that. And um, the books come with a download. You can download with a, you know, a QR code. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I sold a lot more in Europe than here. But I, I wow. used to have it on my website, but I don't have that site anymore because I just, I'm, I'm so tired of computers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm uh, trying to go as, a, as analog as I can in my life. <laughs> so that, that leaves me with the question of, do you record 
analog or digitally? Now? Oh, no, I don't have all that. That's just way too expensive. Yeah. And um, I, I have Pro Tools. Mm -hmm. yeah. But what I, what I do is I'm practicing, I'm doing some guitar parts and probably driving my wife crazy, practicing it over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have to do clip and change so I can actually play it. Now on the second children's record, there was a drum solo at the end. I couldn't clip, 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 chop, chop. You know, it mm -hmm. had to be, the whole song had to be done on one, you know, on a take. And then, right. you know, you know, Pro Tools, you can easily punch in anywhere. Mm -hmm. So that's why this, uh, this, my, but my guitar parts, I did clip back and forth because I'm not that good. Of course, the real guitar players did, uh, right. but I have to have a basic to give them to start with. And yeah, um, it, it's fantastic. It's just, I love recording and writing these children. And by the way, it's suitable for adults. Great. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I, I did, well, uh, not good children's records really, they're probably better adult records. <laughs> well, and you're also one man trying to run a Pro Tools setup and play drums, so it's got to be difficult to punch in to begin with, let alone trying. Oh, that's to... that with Pro Tools. Oh, with that quick punch? No, not at all. I have my I have my keyboard right here. I you know it is kind of crowded because I have to have my piano behind me and mm -hmm. my amps so I can control it and record, but. No, it's, it's not that bad, except if you have a Hammond organ, there's a problem. Yeah. I hired a Hammond player who's also an engineer uh -huh. in Nashville. And it, it was funny because he had to hit record and then run to the other room to the Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> he said it, yeah. it took him a few times. That's so, funny. <laughs> Time it out. Beat one, yeah. two, three, yeah. run. <laughs> right. Don't they have a remote? Uh, I thought I've yes, seen they do. They have a they remote. I, I didn't hook it up. I, I I try to do things as simply as possible. Like my yeah. amps, I don't have any effects. I, I do that in Pro Tools. I just have a plug to the amp. And you know, Rick Richards, that's how he plays. He doesn't have any pedals. Mm -hmm. I find that fascinating that he just plugs it in and yeah. he gets that sound. He, he just had a carpal tunnel operations. So he's wow. recovering. He won't be able to really play until autumn. Yeah. Well, I've got one more question and it's yes, uh, related to you guys, of course, but I wanted to know, I first became familiar with your music. I was born in the 80s. So I first became familiar with your music in 92. Garth Brooks closed his first ever TV special with Keep Your Hands to Yourself. Oh, and I just yeah. fell in love with the song. Were you, were you guys involved in like, that decision of him doing that and what did that yeah. do for you guys it doesn't do much for me but it does a lot for dan bear it, keep, mm -hmm. it keeps him from having to get a real job <laughs> <laughs> well i you was were... lucky I, I had my own graphic business you know i my own guy i i can i did artwork for all sorts of people all over the country oh wow even oh, wow. cheese labels wisconsin kind of i did a bunch for, for california Oh, so that's kind of like your first, your first love there. No, no, my first love is definitely music. Uh, the, the the art and design work is uh, out of necessity. Oh, the, wow. the beauty of it is you can work. All my books were done on the road, you know. Yeah. By the way, because Very. you're in a damn van or bus for so you know the airport. Yeah. I got busy. Yeah. I wasn't bored. <laughs> 
I love it. Got to stay busy for sure. Love it. But, but the satellites, wait, we used to play at Hedgens every mm -hmm. Monday night, and that's where most of the songs developed. And they were my favorite band before I joined them. I would go every Monday night to listen to them. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I joined them, the cool thing about it was Dan wrote these songs. And I didn't know if they were Chuck Berry songs or Dan songs or Lefty Frizzell. I didn't know anything. You know what I mean? I was mm -hmm. in a new wave band. I was in the brains. And uh, I even had the haircut and all that. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of cool. But it was so good to be in a band that the songs, to me, all sounded legitimate, like real yeah. songs. I love that. Really happy in that band. Very classic it. songs, very classic riffs, and mm -hmm. great music. And hopefully, at some point, you guys will uh, take it back on the road. And who knows what? I wish we could. It, it all depends on the other guys. Um, yeah, I'm real healthy. I'm real active. I'm playing all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm there. It really it. depends, and then I respect their decisions or their feelings. It's just, okay. They're they're grown men they can do you know like like, like i always say it's a free country they can do whatever. exactly well the live album is called lightning in a bottle and let me tell you from what we've been talking about here today it uh, really looks like they captured it this is awesome marl magellan thank you so much this was really really fun thank you it was really enjoyed it. thank you matt you know, it's always great when we can have a variety of guests and mm -hmm. I love having drummers on. We've had several on already and, uh, you know, we just have that connect and, uh, you know, he, uh, as you heard there, he had, has 30 drum kits, man. And that's trimmed down from like 47 or something. He said, that's, I love it. And, uh, he, he's doing a lot of, uh, a lot of neat stuff. He's staying busy with, uh, you know, mm -hmm. being artistic in multiple ways and, recording in his own studio and, uh, you know, looking forward to what he's putting out. Yeah. And I love when we have drummers on too, because I get to just sit here. I get to just sit here and <laughs> get, you, you go ahead. <laughs> you well, know what you you're know, talking I, about. I don't. The, because the, the, each, each one's going to have, you know, different um, mm -hmm. things. And I don't talk about, I don't ask the same questions to everybody. It just naturally comes out, you know, we just start chatting and, and that's what happens. But he lives in uh, Wisconsin and uh, on a farm, he said, and uh, he doesn't have to worry about the noise. He can make all the noise he wants. And I love that. I love it too. It's, 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 it is cool to talk to drummers because I didn't get further than a practice pad in middle school band class. So, yeah. and you thought, cool. you thought I was going to let you try this kid out. I'm not going to damage it. This is what I don't. No touch. Right, you're not going to touch it's, it. It's, it's freaking rubber. How am I going to damage it? It's rubber. How am I going to? not going to touch it. <laughs> you I, saw me hit the symbol a couple of times. No. With my hand. I told you don't touch it. You saw me hit the symbol. <laughs> and, and Zildjian. And Zildjian. Somebody was holding Zildjian up. And Zildjian was drumming. You know, well, he's so he's my cute. dog. He can't, but I don't even let my daughter touch him. So we'll move on. <laughs> oh, it's like a new car. You'll get less precious about it over time. And no, I won't. You don't know me long enough. Uh, how <laughs> I am with my gear, apparently. I will say, if anything, I would like you to show me some basic patterns on that thing and let nope. me try them with your supervision. Nope. 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 I'll show you all <laughs> you want, but it won't be on the kit. 
Look, I'll tell you, I, I've gotten in arguments with my former band and probably other members beyond that that tried to force me to let other people play my original reference kit or borrow gear. And I said, absolutely not, not happening. So never happening. Sorry. That's how stuff gets broken. That's how you lose things. Uh, uh, no. Well, I, I just, I, we, I'm after protected. you set it up, we ran back to Guitar Center for something. And, sticks. uh, for no, sticks. Like sticks, yeah. And I started wailing on an electric, on a little mini electric kit, uh, there. But I've never seen one with, uh, and I hope you'll throw a picture up. I sent you some pictures before I left to show the people what you got. It's this beautiful cherry red, wine red, I think it is. Rolling cherry, kit. actually. It's cherry red, yeah. Cherry red. Now, you and Mara were talking about this. Was it, is it a Roland kit with pearl style? Uh, uh no. shells what what explain well, it it's it's acoustic wood shells with uh electric components so it's a full electric kit i think he got a little confused i was telling him i had a reference kit and then i bought this kit so i think he he got a little confused with with the two together but right. um no it's it's their vad 706 series um as i don't know if if you hit paid attention in the interview i said you know i i go above and beyond when it comes to drums that can expand to four more pieces and by golly i'm already my mind's already set to do that don't know when um i gotta figure out what pieces i can add and all that but uh, it's very um very i could take it and i could play it live and just plug it into the pa system and i can control the volume, the sounds and everything and not have now, a volume issue. Say you got to perform and fill in for Garth Brooks. Okay. <laughs> with this kit and you get to thunder rolls. Is, is that something, is that beginning sound effect of the thunder? Is that something you can put from the brain or does that get controlled by the sound guy in the booth? That that's going to get controlled by the sound guy in the booth. They have a specific sound. Now I can import anything into that brain and play it back. But, um, you know, I can only do so much volume adjustment here. And that's kind of a prominent sound that I, you know, if you're playing this kit and you've got everything kind of set, which is pretty much maxed out. Um, and you've got the auxiliary components maxed out too, it's probably, you know, the drums are probably going to overpower the sound effects. So you want the sound guy up front to adjust all of that and just stick to the actual drums and drum effects uh, yourself. See, and now another bone to pick with you. <laughs> because you are Mr. Hate Click Tracks. We talk about that in the interview. You are mm -hmm. Mr. Hate any kind of track any kind of enhancement no but, well, but ah, hang on I'll clarify that hang on no no i get I'll to finish my that. thought i get to finish my thought <laughs> you bought an electric kit there's yeah. nothing analog about what you can't even play that analog you can play it analog style with the settings proper and one of your favorite brands that i got to see and you didn't was rush neil oh. pert his, his drum wall is massive. They are what they are because Getty is a master of the synth. Alex uh, Lifeson can play, I always lisp on his voice. Alex can play um, 
his guitar with different wham pedals and wham bars. Mm -hmm. So where's the line for you? Well, knob. Like, well, like I said, I, yeah, I'm the knob. I think I explained this in one of our mini trips or drives, whatever. I am not against enhancements. I'm against the, uh, I want a, a human to play it. I don't like the looping and, and I don't mm -hmm. like the artificial sounding loops is what I should say. The hip hop type loops. If you're, if, uh, and I've done it before you, you record like a cowbell and a tambourine and you loop that to play along with it. Fine. Sometimes it does make it easier in the studio to do that. But when there are, sorry, go ahead, jump in there. That's what KT Tunstall does live. Right. And it's really cool to see. Yeah. I am fine with that because that, that just shows that you can be kind of a one man band that I am perfectly fine with. I'm fine with click tracks. I don't personally like playing live to them because your energy is channeled to being dictated by that metronome. That well, thing let me that ask, don't, doesn't don't, let you flow. Don't naturally. most live shows that have any sort of production need click tracks? Cause we saw Shania. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We saw Shania and there were a couple of times where, and it was all, it's ending now, so I can share this and kind of spoil it. It's all LCD screens, like as far as the eye can see, like the big OLD, OLED, right. not LCD, but OLED screens with these amazing glasses. I couldn't even tell where, or even the wings were that, like the, the proscenium arches. I couldn't even yeah. tell where one begins and one's ends because it was almost three-dimensional. So that whole thing was video wall. And in order to accomplish that, you were telling me as we were leaving that the drummer needs to play to click tracks uh -huh. so that they can stay in time with the video. Well, not only that, but um, almost 100% confident there were tr backing tracks right. of non-live performers that they were playing along to. So you have to have that. Yes, I've done it. I, you know, the sit Each situation calls for a different thing. Uh, I can almost guarantee you Reba and Brooks and Dunn's drummer was doing it as well. Uh, Carrie's drummer was likely doing it. Most most live big production shows like that are going to have it just because of, you know, the artist wants to make sure that things are, you know, perfect. I understand that. I am not anyway dogging that. That's not really for me. I'm more of a rock guy that wants to have that fluid movement. And, you know, if, you, if the energy makes the song rush a little bit, just like Mauro said in our chat, you know, then you have that opportunity to do it, um, you know, and slow songs sometimes, you know, they, they kind of hold back a little bit, but if you got to click, you know, you've got to work with that mostly and instead of being your own click. Um, and that's just where things have gone this year. Now, if I ever got the call that, Hey, you got to play to a click, but it's Shania Twain. They need a drummer. You're going to, am I going to turn it down? No, I'm not no. stupid. <laughs> I just don't prefer to play that way, but I, you know, well, I, I how is it how work. is it restricting because i would think you could be free you just got to listen for the timing i would think well, you're free to do whatever you just got to stay to it right it's restrictive in the fact that when you're performing you have typically more energy than you would in a studio that it's stripped down to maybe a couple of people playing together and then it's mm -hmm. layered so when you're live you're feeding off the crowd you're feeding off the other band members you're just you've got you're revved up with energy so things are naturally going to progress in speed so you're you know you might start a song slower than 
what you intended to, or you might start it faster. And then the singer's trying to, I can't get all these words out. I've been in many arguments with that, but you know, you've got production that you're also, you know, having to, to keep an eye on too. So you have video screens, you have lights that sometimes are programmed or fired during certain ways, you know, Metallica, I almost guarantee you he was likely not playing to a click, but they were probably manually firing those, you know, that fire behind them when it was necessary. Right. Um, you know, so it just, it, it just depends. Now the audience doesn't know anything. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just seeing a show. They have no idea what's going on. Most are probably not musicians, so they have no clue what goes into the production. And like I said, I've done it. There was a show in Nashville I was a hired gun for. We played, we did two rehearsals and then we did it. And I had a click in one ear. I had, the, I played, had to play the tracks at the same time. I actually enjoyed it just because it was like a one-off thing. I don't, can't say I would enjoy doing that on a regular basis. But, uh, you know, it just each gig calls for something different. We all have our preferences. I prefer to just be organic with it. But, you know, it has its place, obviously. And you prefer no one else to touch your drum kits, which I can respect unless you're not in the room. All right. For the Music Universe podcast, I'm Matt. I will have a special lock on this room this time you're here. And I'm Buddy. Take care and be sure to check us out at themusicuniverse.com and hit that like, subscribe, and share button at tmupod.com. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>